Hi guys, good morning. Welcome to this week's episode. We're starting a new series. It's called How to Know Yourself. That's actually the first episode in this series. And it's also my opening to uh, my opportunity for joining the Know Yourself Strategy. We start in three weeks from today. And I'm, this series is going to give you insights into how to know yourself, to love yourself, and live who you are and that is also the goal of the know yourself strategy so if you're new to me welcome i'm marshall berkshire and i help codependents rediscover their well-being and their happiness after narcissistic abuse before we get started today i'm got to share this out to the community so the community is your safe haven here on the internet it's a little facebook group that's secure and private where you can find tools guidance and support in your journey beyond codependency and beyond narcissistic abuse the link is above on facebook and below on youtube and if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button thank you guys for being here let me know how you're doing in the comments below and yeah, let me get this shared out to the group to the community here real quick boom all right it should be shared voila it is shared all right so how to know yourself so we're going to just jump right in. So in codependency, we lose ourselves or we never had ourselves to begin with. And this tends to show up as being externally oriented or absorbed in the other person's world. So what happens in this is we, uh, we don't have a sense of self or we have displaced our internal sense of self to make space for them we've made them the priority their opinions their pain their feelings their wants their needs their points of view uh, their presence is the ultimate priority in our world and in order to make someone that kind of priority in our lives we have to forget ourselves we do this for a couple of well several reasons rather number one is if i keep myself then there's going to be conflict with this person and I'm scared of losing them. I'm scared of what it means if they don't love me. I'm scared of what it means if they're not in my world. I'm, I'm scared of what they'll do to me if I upset them. So this is technically a fawn response. So the brain has four responses to a threat it can choose from. And that is it can fight the threat. It can flee from the, the threat. It can freeze, which is becoming immobile, playing dead. And then it can fawn. Fawning is the appeasing of the threat. It's an attempt to appeal to the threat in order for us to, um, well, we appeal to the threat in order to try to get it to love us and care about us, or at a minimum, at least not hurt or harm us in some way. And this fawn response is uh, universal among codependents because that's where it generates codependency. We are fearful of the consequence or outcome that happens if we lose this person. If we lose their approval, which we confuse for love. If we inherit their rejection, which we confuse with um, being worthless and ultimately being harmed or hurt by them uh, because we want to be ourselves. So if I have to occupy my own space and be who I am and have boundaries and values and wants and needs, that raises the risk of being attacked and harmed by this other person. So I kind of get rid of that. 
if I don't have wants and needs and a person and a self and boundaries, then I can make them the priority and then they can fill me up and they can validate me and make me uh, worthwhile based on their love, their approval, whatever it is um, they're doing towards me. So that's one reason why we lose ourselves um, in codependency. It's because we have to in order to be able to regulate and manage this other person for our own sense of safety. This is highly this is highly prevalent in children who have um, abusive, narcissistic, unavailable parents, and it's extremely common in abuse, peer-to-peer uh, -peer abuse dynamics, whether it's a platonic relationship or an adult relationship. Good morning, Rita. I'm good. How are you? So, yeah, that's the first component of how we lose ourselves. We go into a trauma state of freeze-fawn, and we have to avoid ourselves in order to regulate them. The second element that plays in losing ourselves is attachment. So attachment is a psychosomatic bond we develop with another human being. We first develop it with our parents. Um, this bond is how we survive. We are dependent as an infant, as a toddler, as a child. We're dependent on the parent for our survival. And this attachment motivates us to draw close to the parent and to come to understand ourself through their eyes. It also, in healthy parents, motivates the parent to bond with the child to protect, nurture, and guide the child. But if the parent is not necessarily emotionally available, they're abusive, they have um, some sort of, you know, they could be a narcissistic parent, they could be um, codependent, things like that. The attachment style that the child's going to develop is going to be insecure at some level. It's either going to be anxious, it's going to be uh, avoidant, it's going to be fearful of these things, of the attachment. And so we develop an insecure relationship with the parent, thus an insecure relationship with ourselves. Because for a child, the parent is the truth. The parent is the source of reality for the child. And so the feedback the parent gives the child influences the child's point of view on themselves. These things tend to create what I call root conclusions about a, a child's sense of value, sense of personhood, their own attenuation to their voice, to their own perspective on things, and to the way they see themselves, the vision they hold about themselves. And this turns into an identity in the child as they grow. And this is what influences us um, in, how, in who we choose to have relationships with, what opportunities we see available for us in our world, how we feel about ourselves. Like our sense of self-concept and self-esteem is shaped by this influence that we've received, this reflection we've received from our parents. And this tends to get us in really, if they're not a healthy parent, we tend to internalize their judgments through shame and guilt and condemn ourselves thus losing more contact with who we truly are, our own divine, powerful brilliance within us. And I use the word divine in the aspect of unique and precious and valuable just as we are. We lose contact with that innate value, with that innate internalized sense of, of worth. 
Instead, their approval, their rejection governs this, and it controls us. We feel controlled by their approval and rejection, and that's because our attachment's not secure. We haven't been guided into knowing ourselves, loving ourselves, or following who we are for our own well-being, our own happiness. Instead, we've been taught to obey them, to follow them, to measure up, to prove ourselves, to please them. So let me know in the comments if this resonates, if this is something you've been through. Because it is. this is my experience in, in my own childhood is I existed when I was approved of and otherwise I was ignored, I was invisible, or I was just weird and something was wrong with me. I wasn't really investigated for who I am. I wasn't guided to sense into me, into my own feelings, to my own perspectives, my own thoughts on things. I wasn't empowered in having my own boundaries, my own sense of, of space and power. Instead, it had to be compliant with the expectations of the other person. Ultimately, this is how we lose ourselves. Or, in my case, never really gained ourselves. Because if we're not guided to ourselves, we're not going to gain ourselves. Now, Sometimes we've had ourselves and we get into an abusive relationship and we find that we have lost ourselves there. The pathway is the, is the same, largely the same for, for those who have never had themselves and those who want to reclaim themselves the path involves the same kind of approaches because we have to become really anchored in who we are. And the, in order to become anchored in who we are, we first have to start to know how to know ourselves, how to discern ourselves, how to sense into who we are, into our own wisdom, our own sense of, of experience, of knowledge, of intuition, and perspective on things. Hey, Carla. Yeah, it, okay, yeah. You're in good company feeling this way. Because so. I have felt that way myself. And so we have lost ourselves by pleasing others, by absorbing their feelings, by displacing our own pain, by minimizing our pain and maximizing their pain. We've worked to create connection with other people through fixing through enabling through caretaking their pain and their world because we've never really been connected to ourself we've never been connected to another person that reciprocated that warmth to us instead we've been living in a thing we've been living in a relationship dynamic that i call benefit-centered relating or transactional dynamics where i give you this and then maybe i get something in return that's how we've learned what love is. That's how we were taught to relate. And so we were never guided to ourselves. We we're never really allowed to come into our own space and occupy the brilliance that we truly be. Instead, we were lost in their yard, their expectations, and what was going on over there in their world. So this externalized orientation or external orientation has kept us away from ourselves. Now... The third element that tends to show up in this, in our healing here, is that coming to know ourselves is very scary because it puts at risk that connection we feel with others. It puts at risk our own sense of safety. It raises the probability of rejection. And that is not a uh, random thing. 
Our fear of rejection is a result of what we've experienced in the past with rejection. I mean, most of us have felt rejected or been outright rejected by the most primary bonds we've had in our life, and that's with our parents. We didn't see, feel seen, loved, and valued for who we were. We were, we were valued for what we did and otherwise ignored. And so that sense of rejection has got a lot of potency to it, a lot of power to it. So no wonder we fear this rejection. And no wonder we crave the approval because the approval is better than nothing. It's like a little breadcrumb for us. It's like, well, I got some approval. At least I can hold on to that. That's extremely compelling when we're starving for connection and to be seen, valued, and loved for who we are. So if being myself equals rejection, of course I don't want to be myself. Of course I'm going to avoid knowing my feelings and my thoughts and my opinions and my wants and my needs because that creates more problems and pain in my world. This is how we have continued to stay away from ourselves or how we've ultimately lost ourselves in this dynamic. And this isn't this is something I think is critically important to understand. So we did this to survive. We the brain was like if I'm being myself, I'm not going to get love, I'm not going to get attention, I'm not going to get protection, I'm not going to get time, I'm not going to get comfort, I'm not going to get care. So I'm going to be something else. That's a pretty brilliant thing for the brain to do. And so we did this in order to survive. And now we've survived. And now this survival mechanism of codependency and enmeshment and avoiding ourselves has is it's now ineffective in creating our well-being and happiness because it's not designed for that. The codependent approach here is designed for survival, not for happiness, not for well-being. Now, most of us here, I imagine, want the well-being. We want the happiness. So how do we get there? And that's what we're going to be going through the, in, throughout this entire series of knowing ourselves or how to know yourself, is how do we get back to ourself? How do we start generating a sense of self, connecting to that, and then understanding our own value, voice, and vision so that we can discover who we are and then live that person. And that ultimately leads us to creating relationships, uh, both platonic friendship and romantic relationships, and professional relationships. It helps us end up creating outcomes we want in our life that naturally produce and reinforce well-being and happiness because now we're surrounded by people, places, and things that, that um, add to and contribute to that. That's the magic here. We no longer have to try to fix the relationships we're in. We get to discover their truth about them. We no longer have to try to be the right person. We get to be who we are and then build a world around ourselves with people, places, and things that like and love and value us for who we are and the way we show up. This is where we start having this self-reinforcing pattern of love, both internally and externally where we feel seen, loved, and valued um, by others, and that we see love and value ourselves. That's the magic here. So little, some tips on how we're going to start discovering self. First, we're going to be exploring how that uh, orients to our body 
and then how it orients towards a concept called sovereignty, and then ultimately your value, your voice, and your vision. So my friends, how we have lost ourselves is because, or how we lost ourselves is the fawn response. We did this in order to compensate and meet our essential needs of survival, to compensate for the lack of love we were receiving from the other person, the lack of protection, the lack of being valued and seen there. We switched to a survival mode that resulted in the codependent habit of enmeshing or being externally oriented in other people in order to navigate that dynamic, that part of our life, as well as meet some of our needs so that we could survive. And now here's how we're going to break out of it. First and foremost, we need to discover who we are and we need to understand what that means. Because knowing ourselves isn't a static event. Actually, knowing ourselves is a dynamic event. It's something that's reoccurring. It's a living experience within us. And to really get in contact with our living self rather than Marshall that was like two months ago or Marshall that was 10 years ago, who is Marshall today? That question, who am I today or who do I want to be today, is one of the keys to this. Because when we get into curiosity, then we get into an openness, a question, possibility shows up. We're like, hmm, well, who could I be without this codependent habit? Who would I be with this kind of confidence? Who would I be if I came from my innate value? Who would I be if I followed my intuition? This is how we start to discover who we are and who we want to be. And so it starts with that question, who am I with or without a certain thing? This allows us to start accessing what I call sovereignty. And then ultimately what's called value, voice, and vision. And that's our pathway for it. So we're going to be discussing and exploring these things throughout this series over the next three weeks. As well, I want to let you know that enrollment for the Know Yourself Strategy is open. I have 22 out of 25 seats available. The link to learn more about that is above in the description on Facebook below on YouTube. This starts August 17th. The course is 16 weeks long or the core course is 16 weeks long, and then we have what's called application trainings that come after that. And what you're going to learn here is exactly what I'm teaching you here, how to know who you are, how to love who you are, and how to live who you are by helping you restore your value, your voice, and your vision in your world so you can sense into you and go, mm, that's for me, that's not for me. Oh, what is my intuition telling me here? What am I sensing about this? What speaks to me in this thing? What am I really seeking? Like purpose is a biggie in this. And we start to find that purpose emerges from us rather than it's something we choose from outside of ourselves. It's something that comes alive within ourselves. So that's what we accomplish here in the Know Yourself Strategy. Hi, Robin. Yes, I can't wait either because it's one of my favorite courses to teach. It's it's one that I love all. It's Honestly, it's my favorite course to teach. I love it because we get to go deep on who you are and we get to see what you discover about yourself. So this is where confidence shows up. This is where peace of mind emerges. This is where we start finding guidance to and answers, our own answers to our questions because I don't have those answers and no one outside of you does, but you do. And through knowing, loving, and living who you are, 
By knowing your value, voice, and vision, you start to connect with that. So you can follow your own intuition, your own wisdom, your own guidance. So this takes you far out of the need to be codependent and anchors you deeply in your sovereignty into the right to be who you are and to take up that space in who you be and allows and assists you in shaping your own sense of self into the person that you choose to be. That's where you're going to find out what's really happy for you, what really matters for you. Then you get to choose that, you get to live that, and you get to start to build your world uh, with, you start to get to build your world in a way that fulfills you that way. So you're surrounded with those people, places, and things that see you, that value you, that love you, and that you love, and that you value, and that you cherish. So that link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. So again, enrollment's uh, open for the next three weeks. Make sure you get on that because there's only 22 seats available. Thank you guys for being here. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And ultimately, remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I will see you guys for tomorrow's episode where we're going to be talking about root conclusions and identity, and how we, what that is and how we work with them so that we can find more about who we are beyond our trauma, beyond our assumptions about who we are, and make some profound changes in how we relate to ourselves, to others, and to life. So I'll see you guys in that episode. Remember, go gently with yourself with this work, and I will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.